Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Well, tell your neighbor the party's not over yet. And I want you to clap your hands because it is testimony time. Amen. So I want you to clap your hands and welcome our very own brother, Thomas. Hi guys, my name is Thomas and I'm in Greyer Love Singers. So my testimony, I was never the person to go to church or believe in God. Yeah, I never read the Bible. I didn't know anything about Christianity. But my parents were the type to like lock me down in the house. Yeah, they kept me in the house on lockdown. Yeah, I remember when um, I was in school. School finished at 3.20. By 3.40, I have to be at home. <laughs> or I'd be getting so much phone calls. So it wasn't until college, um, until I had more freedom. So what happened was, that's when people started to invite me to church. And I was like, I will not go. I will never go. And then one of my friends invited me to church. I said, nope. And what happened was, they said there's a barbecue. I said, okay, I'll be there. (laughs) So I went to the barbecue at 2 p.m., but church started at 10. So I didn't hear one one word of God. So what happened was, is um, I didn't go to church for a year. And then one day in my house, my parents were listening to um, a preaching on heaven and hell. And I thought, whoa, all this time, I'm going to to hell. Because I wasn't the type to smoke, drink. I was just locked in my house. So, <laughs> so once I realized that I was going to hell, I was like, hey, I'm going to church. And since that day, I was in church every day. So during the time in church, um, I was growing, I was growing and growing. And then troubles came into my life. Yeah. Um, there was arguments in my house. And then one day I got home and um, my dad was, wasn't there. He's practiced by his gone. So I was thinking, what can I do? Because... He earned the most money, and like we had to depend on my mom's just um, part-time job. So I've gone through struggles, and then that's when I met a certain girl. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this was my first ever relationship ever. So I didn't know anything. I was inexperienced. I was. <laughs> But <laughs> what happened was I was taught everything. I was taught where to hold, where to touch, how to kiss, everything. 
Ya. <laughs> and <laughs> this continued for a few months. And then I joined First Love Church. And it continued. And it continued and continued and continued. But one time I had a meeting with Bishop Richard. <laughs> and he asked me about my personal life. And I was surprised because not many people actually asked me about my personal life. But Bishop asked me. And then I told him everything. It was actually a secret. Not many people knew. But I told Bishop and he gave me some crucial advice. He said, cut, cut the relationship, end it. And then this time I felt like if I didn't do this, I don't know what would happen to me. Yeah, I felt like that this, either I do this or it's the end. So what I did is I cut the relationship. And then since then, I've had opportunity to be in Great Love Singers and to run a campus church, campus church in Westminster. So it's all privileges. So I just want to advise everyone that when it comes to advice, whether it's podcasts, whether it's um, Bishop Richard or even your um, campus church elder or pastors, listen to that advice. Take it seriously because look at me. I could be a dad by now. I could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, this is the best church to be because I wouldn't have changed if I was anywhere else. So, I just want to encourage you guys stay here and listen to the advice.
very much It is by the anointing You can build a mega church You can preach, you can teach And gather crowds That's why I love the anointing No one has seen the wind No one can say it's here or there But everyone can see the effect of the wind, yeah. When you receive the anointing, you will preach and teach and heal the sick. That is how the anointing is, yeah. You cannot do very much It is by the anointing You can build a mega church You can preach, you can teach, you can heal That's why you must love the anointing Do you know who catches the anointing? It is a son or a daughter Or a servant Or a follower Yeah Elisha caught The anointing Because he followed Elijah Everywhere Until the very end Yeah Anointing comes. Oh, that is how the anointing is. That is how the anointing falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how. Heal my broken heart 
your broken heart by the anointing. When I had tears on my pillow and pain in my heart, Jesus healed my heart. Oh, my Jesus, he has the power to heal me. The Holy Spirit, he is the comforter in my life. Jesus is anointed. To heal my broken heart When I had tears on my pillow And pain in my heart Jesus healed my heart Oh, when I had tears on my pillow And pain in my heart He is there for me been broken so many times by so many things but Jesus healed me healed me by his anointing oh yeah when I had tears on my pillow and pain in my heart Jesus healed my heart. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of broken, she could not be comforted, 
But one day she met Jesus And Jesus, he rose her son to life again Yes, when she had tears on her pillow And pain in her heart Jesus healed her heart There was another woman Who had been bent for 18 years No one loved her And no one showed her any kindness But one day she met Jesus And he said Woman thou art loosed from thine infirmities Yes His power touched her body She stood up that day And she was healed Oh yeah Oh There was another woman With the issue of blood And she had been bleeding For twelve long years But one day she met Jesus Oh yes, one day she met Jesus Touched the hem of his garment And she was healed She was healed that day Yeah, she was When she had tears on her pillow And pain in her heart Jesus healed her heart Oh, so if you have tears on your pillow And pain in your heart He is there for you and you and you and you When I had tears on my pillow Such pain in my heart Jesus healed my heart Wow Amen. When you have tears on your pillow, pain in your heart, Jesus will heal your heart. And I believe that Jesus is about to heal your heart right now. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the words? Ask your neighbor, are you ready for the words? Amen. I want you to stand to your feet and with shouts of Jesus' joy, I want you to welcome our very own Bishop Richard Ayi. Hallelujah. Oh, give Jesus a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Thank you for this great privilege and this great opportunity that we have to be in your holy presence.
Let your will be done amongst us. Let every demon be arrested. And every demon be cursed. And every evil spirit banished from the service and from our lives, oh God. Let your kingdom come. Let your power rule, Lord, in our lives, oh God. Let your word today, oh God, heal our souls, heal our ways, and heal our lives, oh God. Thank you for this great blessing we have in your holy presence to hear your word. Thank you for this great opportunity to preach your word and to share your word. Be glorified amongst us and be praised amongst us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. A better amen. amen. Hallelujah. God bless you and may the will of God be done in your lives. Amen. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Do you love it? I love it too. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. And uh, we are sharing on the sweet influences of the anointing or of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, Someone is wondering why we say of the anointing or of the Holy Spirit. But because um, the anointing is the, if you like, the effect of the Holy Spirit on your life. Um, Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, isn't it? So the effect of the Holy Spirit on someone's life is that he is anointed. So it is the same thing. It's like your lips are greasy because of your lip balm, isn't it? Yes. So the effect we see, what we see on your lips is the lip balm. Is it not true? Yes. So it's the same thing. Your shiny lips is because of the the lip thing that you have. Okay. So how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. So he anointed him with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? So when you see the anointing on somebody's life, it means the Holy Ghost is on his life. Just as when you see someone with greasy lips and shiny lips, it means that he has applied Vaseline on his lips. So what you see on the lips is Vaseline. The shininess is the effect that Vaseline has on the lips, but it is still Vaseline. Do you understand? So how he anointed, I'm supposed to see you after church, isn't it? Now he anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. You shall be anointed. You shall be an anointed congregation. Full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. Full of power. When we see you, see we have seen the Holy Ghost Christian. The Holy Ghost person. So we are talking about the sweet influences 
Because the Holy Spirit has different influences on our lives. As we move on, you will discover. You will discover. And there is no shame when you discover that we are lacking in some area. That is why we are sharing. So that you can also expect and pray for the Holy Spirit to enter that zone in your life. There's a sweet influences. There are different types of effects that the Holy Spirit can have on an individual's life. Different effects. Different effects on different areas of your life. So you just have to be open and ready and hungry and eager that the Holy Spirit will affect you in different aspects. Last week we talked about the character. The character, the sweet influence on your character. And then I remember I was, I was explaining to you that sometimes you see people, the reason why you see someone and you are surprised, how can this person um, perhaps fall or have this problem or have this challenge? It's because it's simply, it's, it's very simple. What you are impressed by, what we are usually impressed by, is what I call more of the gifts and the talents that the person has. But the person hasn't got the character. You see, and character is stronger than gifts. That's why, that's why we, we talk a lot about loyalty. That is faithfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. That you are faithful. Because faithfulness has to do more with the personality and the character and the nature of a person. Uh, I remember many years ago, I heard... Um, Someone describing character and the um, gifts um, with an illustration. He was talking about a cup or a mug and coffee. And he was asking the congregation, which one is more important, the mug or the coffee? And he was asking them to vote. To vote. Some voted for the coffee. Some voted for the mug. And I think he dropped the mug and it cracked. And he asked them, those who voted for the coffee, he asked them, where's the drink? So he asked them again, which one is more important now? The mug or the coffee? And they all voted for the mug. They said the mug has to be intact so that we can enjoy the coffee. So character has to be there. He said character is the mug. It contains every other virtue and every other gift or talent. If the mug is broken, it can't contain anything. You can't serve anybody with any good thing that you have. And sometimes the reason why you can't even receive from someone, you can't receive from the person, is because the character is not intact. So the person might have gifts, talents, Wonderful things, but because the character of the person is not so good, it's like a broken cup. You can't receive, you can't drink from that person. Do you understand? So you need the Holy Spirit to work on your character so that you can be a good minister of the gospel. And so are the gifts that God has given to you and the nice talents that God has given to you, you can use it to bless other people. It's like a, it's like a beautiful girl with an unfortunate nature. She may be beautiful, 
So you find out that you will find her attractive. But when you get close to her, you will discover that you can't live with her. And you will not like to live with her. Because what attracted you, what attracted you to the person, she didn't contribute for it. She didn't contribute to the protrusions from her chest or the protrusions from her, from the sides of her legs. She had no contribution to it. It's a gift that God gave to her. It's part of her genes. If you see her mom, her grandmom, you see they all have those protrusions in, in, those, in those sizes. Do you understand? So it's, it's no, it's, it, has, it has really nothing to do with her. It's, it's not that she has done. What she can do something about is her character. So you get close to the person that you realize that all these protrusions, you agree with the, um, the man in the Bible. Uh, what's his name? The man who wrote um, Proverbs. Yes. Yes. That man. You agree with him and you say that beauty is vain. You say immediately you agree with him that beauty is one of the most useless things. Vain means useless. You agree with him that this thing is useless. Why did I even follow this thing? Because the thing looks nice, but you can't dwell with a person. You can't stay with a people. That's why you see one of the places you see beautiful people in, is Hollywood. And you see they keep marrying. Have you seen that they keep marrying? Have you ever asked yourself why? You can't live with them. You can't live with a person. Marriage is different from, character is different from the gift a gift that will earn you money and earn you millions of dollars is different from living with someone. As soon as you start living with someone, you say it's a, it's a different ball game. Do you understand ball game? A game of ball. <laughs> it's different. So it's very important to pray and to trust God that the Holy Spirit will affect your character. May your character be affected by the Holy Spirit. Two sweet influences, influences, different influences that we receive from the Holy Spirit on different aspects of our lives. Hallelujah. You see, when it's affected, you will see it. You will see that you are changing. You will see that your testimony is different. Your testimony is different. Is that your testimony that you had here? You have here, you see that it's different. You are, you, are, you are a different person. Are you with me? That means that. That means that the Holy Spirit is affecting you. So those of us who say that um, because such and such a person is in the church, you will not join the church or you will not go to that church. You are lost because if Jesus, if Jesus was a pastor, when Jesus was pastoring, he made an announcement. He said that I came for sinners. I came for bad people. It actually amazes me when I see people who are bad and they try to um, um, question others. It's hypocrisy. How good are you? How good are you? It's just that you've not been found. You've not been caught. How good are you? Do you say that because this person is in the church or this one goes to the church? So it's like the church must be a bad church. Or I mean, what do you mean? When the great shepherd and the good shepherd and the founder of Christianity was around, his announcement and his declaration 
is that I came for sinners. I came. I came. I'm building a mega church full of sinners so I can teach them to change and to become better. Church, church is for people who are not good. Are you good? If you are good, let me send you out on missions. Don't come to church again. Go on missions. Go and preach. We are not good. That's why we are in church. We are not good. That's why we are in church. That's, I mean, church is not for the perfect and the, and the accomplished. And people who have, you know, you, you are talking about somebody. Yours has not been discussed. Someone has, someone has turned his eye away from yours. That's why you are still comfortable in the church. Coming to discuss somebody's. By the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit shall affect. You know the scripture says that the bishop therefore must be blameless. He must be blameless. You know it's one of the things, one of the things that you must aim for. That the Holy Spirit affects you to the point that you are blameless. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't say blameless. Blameless everywhere. Not just in church. Because some of us are blameless in church. But we are not blameless in school. Isn't it? When it gets to school, you're a different story. If you're married and we meet your husband just now, it's a different story. You see that? No. It's not. It's not what we see in church. It's not what we see in church. Are you with me? Yes. We say the person must be blameless. A bishop then must be blameless. It must be blameless. You shall be blameless. Well, no one will have something to use against you. Yeah. They will not have occasion. Occasion. To bring up an issue against your life. The scripture says that give the devil no place. Actually give him no place. The scripture says that. What what does the scripture say? Give the devil no place. Okay. No place. No place. That's what it means. It's possible. It's possible to give the devil no place. So give him no place. Don't, Don't gamble and play around with the devil. Give him no place. That's what the scripture says. Neither give place to the devil. Usually we say, we say it at weddings. We say it at weddings. This is forever. This is forever. That is this marriage is forever. If anyone would destroy this union, it will be Satan. Therefore, give him no place. Give the devil no place. Then we say it for the last time. Give him no place. For this is forever. Deborah, your marriage shall be forever. Amen. Yeah. Give him no place. So it means that it is possible not to give the devil a place in your marriage or in your Christian life. When you give him a place, you have invited him. The devil is open to all invitations. When you call him, he shall come. That's what the scripture advises. Give him no place. Place, don't give him a chance. 
then give him a chance. So, well, all these things are there. So we need to be open more to the Holy Spirit and pray and desire the help of the Holy Spirit so that we can have that sweet influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Luke chapter 11. Luke 11. Which verse do I want? It feels like verse, let's try from verse 12. Okay. So verse 10 will make more sense, isn't it? For everyone that asketh, receiveth. You shall receive everything you ask. And everyone that seeketh, findeth. You shall find everything you are looking for. Every good thing you are looking for, you shall find. The Holy Spirit shall cause you to discover the location of that good thing. I see a good thing in your hand. And then, to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Every door you are knocking on shall be opened unto you. I said, every door you are knocking on shall be opened unto you. This is a blessing. You can have it if you want it. Yes, receive it. Then he says in verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, sit down. Will he give him a stone? Wow. If Josiah asks you for bread, will you give him a stone? Have you ever given Josiah a stone to chew before? Father Clive, that Josiah is crying. He wants bread. Then you go out, pick a pebble. And he said, Josiah, there you go. Lick on the pebble. No. Or if he shall ask for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? I think you're even afraid of a serpent yourself. Let alone to offer it to Josiah. That Josiah, here is a serpent. Um, Eat after you've asked for a fish. Are you with me? Okay. So, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? I'm sure you're also afraid of a scorpion. So you don't even like to touch it. To give to your child. Then he says that if ye then. Being evil. How many of you know that we all have some element of evil in us? Hey. If ye then being evil. Know how to give good gifts. Unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father. Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Close your eyes, lift up your two hands and ask God for the Holy Spirit. Ask him. Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ask him right now. Pray. 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 Ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ask him for nothing but the Holy Spirit. That He will give us the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We pray for the Holy Spirit. We desire the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen Amen. you know if you ask for the Holy Spirit he shall give him to you it is something that I believe we must ask for every day not just once a day not just twice a day not just three times a day always ask for the Holy Spirit always always all the time all the time ask for the Holy Spirit all the time any chance you get Pray for the Holy Spirit. 
Pray the Lord. I need the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. Pray. Ask. Like you always text your friend and WhatsApp your friend. Where are you? What's happening? I'm here. What should I do? Have you seen, have you seen how you communicate with your friend all the time on WhatsApp? How many of you have a particular friend that you are always talking to? Always. All the time. You never fail. You're always communicating with a friend. Give me a wave if you have a friend like that. If you don't, may the Lord give you a friend like that. Yeah. But if that is, that, that must be your main relationship with the Holy Spirit. That you're always talking to him. You're always praying for him. You're always looking for him. Asking for him. Asking for his direction. Asking for his leading. Asking for his influence. All the time. All the time. All the time. You should, you should, know, when, you should know when he's not there or he has not contributed. So that you will pray and desire for the contribution of the Holy Spirit. You know, most of Paul's letters... He concluded by saying that may the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Most of his letters, most of the letters of Paul at the end, you see the fellowship, which is is the communion, which is the participation, which is the contribution, the contribution. So that was his closing prayer. That's his pr- closing prayer. The love of God. The love of God. Which is, which is um, forgiving us of our sins. And the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which is our salvation. And walking as forgiven people. Saints. And then, and then he says, and the communion. Or the fellowship. Communion. Communing. Fellowshipping. Talking. In the company of Contributing participating in your life of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost, be with you all. Amen. Amen. This is how how he concluded his letters. The communion, he always said the communion of the Holy Ghost, the communion of the Holy Ghost, the communion of the Holy Ghost, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Wherever you go, wherever you are, walk in the communion of the Holy Spirit. Have the Holy Spirit fellowshipping with you influencing you, talking to you, contributing to whatever you are doing. The Holy Spirit should be there. And I keep telling you, he's a gentleman. You must always remember that he doesn't doesn't force himself. You will know it when he's not happy with you. If you know him, if you have a friend, don't you know when your friend is not happy? Don't you know someone that you live with? Don't you know? Even you don't even live with a person. Someone that you know, that you are close to. You know when the person is not happy. How many of you know when the person is not happy? You know when the person is not happy. You can tell that the person is not happy. The person is not happy with you. So when you know the Holy Spirit, you know that, you know, the road you've taken, he didn't come along. He didn't come along. You're walking that road alone. The only way out is to come back to where you left him. You shall return to where you left it. Because he's waiting for you at that junction. He didn't come down that road. You force yourself down that road. And he won't, he won't, he won't. The scripture says that God said, I will not strive with man forever. He won't, it's like, he won't fight. There's no fight. That's why I think that 
most anointed people and spirit-filled and spirit-influenced people are people who are hypersensitive to the Holy Spirit. Hypersensitive. Because you have to be. You have to, you have to be soft. Your heart has to be softened. Your conscience has to be softened. You, you have to be soft to be led by the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't be full of debates and arguments and questions for the Holy Spirit to lead you. Because he, that's, not, that's not how he works. He doesn't work through debates and arguments and fights and questions, questions and answers. And he's asked to know. The scripture says he shall convict. He shall convict. Do you want to be convicted or not? It's up to you. He will convict. He will teach. He will bring to your remembrance. He will teach you all things. This is him. This is him. He will teach you all things. He will convict. He will guide. That's how he operates. These are his operations. Convictions, teachings, guiding, comfort, help. That is him. Not argument. He's not into argument. As soon as you start arguing, I think he goes quiet. You know how some people, when you start arguing, they say nothing. They just stare. But it doesn't mean that you are right. Sometimes when you ask people something, they don't say anything. You feel because you are right. Especially when you want to be right. Then you take it that, yes, I told him he didn't say anything. So that's it. Shame on you. I mean, not you, them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you have to know the Holy Spirit and move with him and walk with him. He will teach you. He will convict you. He will guide you. He will teach you all things. Everything. He has something to say about everything. Everything. He will say something about everything. Wow. Wow. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. How many of you are going to pray for the Holy Spirit? Go pray for him all the time. All the time. When you don't know what to do, pray for the Holy Spirit. He He will actually tell you what to do. He will tell you. He will teach you what to do. He will. He is there. He is there to teach. He's called the comforter. The helper. And if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more the Holy Spirit to them that ask the Father. Wow. So, today, briefly, are you ready for our next chapter? Our next chapter, in a few moments, is the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit on your ability to love, 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 on your ability to love, to love, to love, to love, to love, to love, to live, to love, to love, to love. Are you there? Yeah. I know a lot of people think that love is natural, they love already. It's like we love. We've been loving since we were 12 years old. Isn't it? 
Remember your crash you had in year nine. Then you had another crash in year 10. Then you took a break. Then year 12, you had another crash. Then it didn't work out, so you took another break. Then first year, you organized another crash for yourself. And then, and then second year, you saw your crash in year six. You attempted to revive it. And he couldn't, he couldn't remember you. So you were, you were hurt again. And then you saw your, your born again crash. When you got saved, you came to church first. You had a crash on somebody. Because usually, usually this is what you know, um, some of the brothers don't know. But, well, in a church like this, almost everybody is not married. But usually when it says arrive in a church, they check. <laughs> they check. They check on the coolest brothers. And their definition of coolest brothers are brothers who appear prominent. They don't even know, they don't even know him. They don't even know him. All you know is that you see him active and alive in church. And then they allow their hearts to drive into that wall. It's called a crash. Yes. Yeah, let's just go. Uh, one day, a certain sister joined a certain church. When she joined the church, she saw the worship leader. He was singing, dancing, you know. And worship leaders are usually alive, you know. Because you have to be alive to be a good worship leader. Just leading the worship, jumping, skipping. They skip, they skip around and dance and leave. So after church, she was chatting with the, um, the pastor's wife. And as they were chatting, she asked the pastor's wife, by the way, the brother, the brother who was leading the worship, has she got, has he got anyone? And the pastor's wife said, oh, he's a married man. He's married. And the lady went, oh, it's like, how? I should have come earlier. I should have come earlier. This is many years ago. Many years ago. You think you are the first person to fall in love with someone who is alive and active in the church? It's, 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 you are, you are, don't feel bad about yourself. You are so normal. Everybody likes what looks um, prominent. Everybody likes it. You are so, it's, it's even proof to you that you are normal. Wow. Why should you choose the brother who is sleeping whilst I'm preaching? Why would you want such a person? Why? Have you asked yourself that, why, that why, why don't you have why don't you have a crash on the brother that as I'm preaching he's asleep? Why would you have a crash on such a person? So, so don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You are you are feeling you are feeling right. 
just that it has to you have to understand what is happening to you so that you don't embarrass yourself do you understand but i mean why i mean brother you know, we are in church like this like, how would you have a crush on such a person already you can tell the future One day, which was not long ago, a few, a few years ago, max four years ago, I went to a certain country, and um, I was a guest preacher there. It was not a lighthouse church. Finished preaching, everything. The pastor said I should meet with his pastors and shepherds and everything. So I met with them. Everything. Then, some people in the corner were whispering something and laughing. So I'll be talking, I'll look at them, then I'll continue preaching. Afterwards, and some people are very bold. Afterwards, I saw them talking to the pastor. The pastor started laughing because he was trying to see the light side of it. So I said, the Pastor, that what is happening? They said, This young lady says to tell you that when you go home, tell your wife that if she doesn't like you there's somebody here who wants you. <laughs> Don't tell your my wife because I haven't told her this story before. Otherwise, I'll be banned from going to that country. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. So she told the pastor that throughout my preaching, throughout my meeting with them, she can't concentrate on what I'm saying. It's like, it's like this guy, is he not free? I mean, why is he not free? Because we, we can look after him in this country. We can have him here and keep him here. So it's like the only hope we have now is that tell him to go and tell his wife. If she misbehaves in the house, he has a free ticket to come back here. Hey. But should she go for someone who is sleeping in the church? No. Yeah. However, however, what she has is not called love. It's not love. So if you follow such a thing, if you follow such a thing, if you're immature and experienced, inexperienced and you follow such a thing, you will regret it forever and ever and forever. So that's why today, in a little while, I'll say everything in the short while then we are finished. Means this guy, the Holy Spirit to help you on your ability to love. Because most of the things that we call love is lust. Lust for the men. And fear for the women. When a woman is afraid, you can think that she's in love. But she's actually afraid. She's afraid of no one will choose me. No one will marry me. 
No one will ever like me. That, that's how come she will latch herself on you. Know that she is in love with you. And when a guy is coming after you, it is not all the time. Of course, there are exceptions to everything. There are exceptions to everything. Do you understand? I'm not saying any time uh, if someone is interested in you, then means that it's last. So if there's someone interested in you, say, I bind it. Jesus need me. Understand. Understand what I'm saying? I'm explaining something to you so that you can even pray. You can pray. Pray better. Because the reason why, well, one of the proofs, one of the proofs that this guy hasn't got love is even the fact that he always wants to sleep with you. Because because there's a verse that says that God is love. God is love. God is love. So that guy, that guy who says that he loves you, I love you, baby. And because of that, he wants to take off your clothes. And you also think that you have found the love of your life. When we talk about love, the Bible says that God is love. So my question to you is that, is God sex? Is that God? How many people that slept with you are still with you? How many of them? How many that kissed you are still with you? How many who inspected your channels are still there? Where are they? Where are they? Don't be angry at me. I'm just preaching. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. Don't get irritated. Don't get irritated. He that loveth not knoweth not God. The only way to be able to love is when you know God. And when you have God. May you find people who know God. I say evil. Look. 
It is, it is the Holy Spirit that can help you to love. That can help you to really love. That can help you to really, you know, really love some. What, what the scripture defines as love. Which perhaps we'll get into soon. But I'm explaining to you that most of the time, what you have experienced from a guy is lust. It's your eyebrows, your protruding chest, your fat thighs, and your adipose tissues that have settled behind you. That's why he's, he's attracted to excess fat that has settled behind you. That's his attraction. It's called buttocks. Last. Because you are actually disappointed. You, actually, you wonder. You wonder. You know. What is he doing? One lady said to you, said, said, I, I, I wonder. What is he doing? Why can't he keep his hands off me? What is he doing? Because you see, that thing that you are so obsessed with. She's had it from 10 years old. She's seen it growing in front of her from 10 years old. It's, it's meaningless to her. Even what she's giving to you, she, she does, she's just giving it to you because she has another problem. Not because she's in love. She has another problem called fear. I don't want to lose him. If he goes, will I get someone else? So when lust and fear meet, then there's a disaster. Because she'll give you anything to keep you. When you marry, you will discover that she's not as fornicatious as you thought. You will discover. She's not, fornic- she's not a fornicatious being at all. Because now, she's got you. Her fear her fear is gone. And sometimes it doesn't go totally. Because, look, when you go on Facebook, all these jokes about telephones and things. I mean, you see, sometimes don't just look at this and laugh. But it should give you a message that so this problem is universal. Have you ever seen a man, a joke on Facebook or any of these places, or a joke of a man checking his wife's uh, mobile phone? Or his uh, girlfriend's mother. It's always a, a lady coming to check. So when you look at your strike, so, so this problem, this problem, it's a universal problem. It's a global problem. It's something that is common in a woman's world. It's like, who is he talking to? Who has sent him a text? Who has messaged him? So where is he? So who is, it's a woman's problem. But before you get there, you may think it is love. I've missed you. I've missed you. Where are you? Will you come over? Come over. Do this. All those messages, all those messages that you see, you will think it is love. 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 She really like no. She's afraid. She's afraid. She's afraid. We have been healed of every fear today. And from every last. Amen. 
that? Hey, so who was that? So who was that? So this, including your mom, including your, even what your mom says. What, so what did what did your mom say? What did this one say? It's all. It's it's a high level insecure lifestyle that someone has. So what's going on? What is this? A lot of guys after married, they are trapped. They, 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 are like, they are like in prison. They are ruled and governed. <laughs> I'm explaining to you why you need the Holy Spirit to give you the ability to love. Because perfect love casts out fear. But love is mature. You're a secure person. Someone who is really in love is a secure person. Someone who is afraid. Someone who is always checking on you, marking. To where are you? What? So come. And you see, she hasn't got anything to offer you. She can't cook. She doesn't know how to serve. That's why she offers you fornication. And you think, and you think it's love. She can't do anything for you. Doesn't know how to entertain. She's not even intelligent, perhaps even intelligent enough to hold a conversation, to hold an intelligent conversation. That let's even chat, let's be chatting. Then, to the guy who is full of lust, he thinks it's love. But the person is ministering from fear. I've got to keep him. I've got to keep him coming. I've got to keep him to have his eyes on me. He can't go anywhere. He shouldn't talk to anyone else. He should be with me. He should be with me. He should be around me. I must have him. Are you with me or you are chatting with someone on your phone? Don't chat on your phone when I'm preaching, okay? You shall be delivered from fear. Amen. Every fear is cast away. Amen. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Fears. You may think it's love. He's afraid. You may think it's love, but he's full of lust. He only comes to you because you're the one he gets it from. Not because he loves you. Because you're the weakest link. If you've ever eaten from a good restaurant, don't you keep going there. If you know a restaurant that stays late, don't you go there. Yes. That is why he keeps coming to you. It's not love. We are now going to talk about love. He keeps coming because he knows he will be served. He'll be served. The restaurant open till late. It's available. It's cheap. It's easy. You are pretty, but you are easy. Yeah. That's why different people have experienced you. Yeah. 
You are pretty. That's what pretty. Are, I mean, God made you. But you are easy. But from today, you are no longer easy. Amen. Respect and honor has been given to you. Amen. So, Romans chapter 5. <laughs> Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience... Have you not noticed that when you haven't spoken to your beloved for a while, the next thing you find out is that almost as though she's coming to attack you. What is the, what's the problem? What's this? Where this? Instead, instead of coming gent, even gently to us, are you okay? Is everything all right? May, or even sending you a verse of exhortation. Have you noticed that the person comes from an attacking point? It's because of the person is afraid. The person is afraid that something bad is happening. Hey, you are healed from every fear. Amen. So say, I've missed you. You are angry. The person is busy. Maybe the person is even waiting on God, pray on something. It's like all these things never occurs to you. The only thing that occurs to you is that he's found another girl he's talking to. It's another girl. So how come you mean you mean you are so busy that you don't even have two seconds to send me a text? Oh, shame on you. <laughs> you are being strengthened by the Holy Spirit. So, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God, the love of God, the love that comes from God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one who gives the real love, the real love, the love that is from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from having a crash in year nine. Or having a crash on the pastor in church. Or having a crash on the Mozellus brother. It comes from the Holy Spirit. From the Holy Spirit. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. By the, it is the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to love. The ability to love comes from the Holy Spirit. The ability to love and to care for someone comes from the Holy Spirit. And when you don't have it, you better pray for it. Instead of waiting to imprison someone, to imprison someone's son. Some of the girls, they don't have friends. They are loners. Watch them carefully when they say they are in love with you. They have no friends. You are being guided to prison. How many hours do you have in the day? 
Don't you have other assignments to do? You have other things to do. If you have this one who has put her everything on you, she has spent all her hopes on you. How can you satisfy? You can't, you can't, meet, you can't meet such a need. You, it is impossible, sisters, I understand. It is impossible for one single man to meet all your needs. Those of you who are waiting, waiting to find Mr. Perfect. That when he comes, you are going to keep him in, your, in the house. Winter time, you will get the right settings of the heater for the house to be cozy. He should come home. He finished work at 5 o'clock. By 5.15, he should be home. You will serve him hot dinner. Afterwards, you watch Coronation Street with him. Then you make him, you make him a cup of tea. He, should say, he shouldn't move. He should stay there. You do everything. Can't call. The rule is as soon as he enters the house, the phones must be off. It's just the two of you. Just us. We are saying hey, it's a dream of many. The dream. The dream of many. The dream of many. Can't wait to get him. The obsession that you are talking about love, the obsession, the person is obsessed with you. You think it's love. Always wants to be with you. Always wants to be around you. Think, oh, she really likes me. No. No. Don't you have life? Don't you have life? Do you have things to do? And especially those who are also even interested in ministry. Ministry takes time. It will take your time. It doesn't mean you should desert your family, but it will take your time. Some of you ladies, you are not cut out for ministry. You can't be ministry wives. Marry a teacher or a banker. Don't bring it on a pastor. At all, don't try. Look for a teacher or a banker or a plumber or an electrician. No, no, no. You, you, don't have, you don't have the heart for it. You don't have the heart for it. Unless you pray for it. With God, all things are possible. But just that, when I look at you, I say, hey, this guy, I think of something, I say, this guy doesn't know what he's going for. This is not he's going for. He wants to do ministry. Look at what he's going for. He will be grounded. Have you sat on an aircraft and you told the aircraft has been grounded, it can't take off? You will be grounded with a smile and legitimate reasons. One sister said, said, when we come to church, her husband, who is a pastor, doesn't carry the baby in church. So I said, I said, never have such a stupid discussion with me. Do you know who you are talking to? Never have such a stupid discussion with me. You have come to church. I've come to work. All pastors have come to work. When he's going to his office, 
Do you send the baby there to the office? That it's, it's, it's 3 p.m. It's his turn to carry the baby. It's just, it's just your despisement of ministry and church. That's what gives you the guts and the audacity to sit before the senior pastor and make such a request. When it comes to church, he doesn't carry the baby in church. He doesn't carry the baby in church. What is your use? Lazy plumber. How many hours are we in church? You want to prove someone is a good father? Is it in church? Is it two hours in church that proves that someone is a good father? Lazy electrician. Look, some of the little you marry them, with all due respect, I mean, I don't intend to sound vulgar or anything. When you marry them, you say you've just married, you've just married, married an organ. That's all she is. She just uses it, gets pregnant, gives birth with it. That's it. You person that's what it's like an organ working in. I don't want to mention the name of the organ in case today is your first time here. You know? <laughs> that's what, that's all the person is. That's all that they, that's all that there is to the person. Just an organ. It's just some organ moving in the house. You know organs. Heart, lungs, kidney, liver. I mean, they're organs. I mean, come on. <laughs> you could be a liver moving in the house. Yeah. Or oh, a heart moving in the house. She's a heart that's pumping the house. But the Holy Ghost will give you the capacity to love Amen. and the ability to love. Amen. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He will give it to you. You will see that. Now you can love. Now, now this is love. I gave you the first indication. When the Holy Spirit takes over, you can love. The first sign, the first sign you will see is that there is no fear. You are not afraid. You are not insecure. You will see the sign. You say, it is there that, look, I'm in love. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried that I am not loved. I'm not worried that I have put on weight. So he's changing his mind. I'm not worried that he's, he's not talking a lot. Most guys don't talk much. They only talk when they want you. So as they get you, they stop talking. (laughs) But they listen. They can listen. They can listen. They've done all they are talking for you. All. They've done all to get you. That's all. Do you think Donald Trump will continue talking to us every morning? He's finished. He's got what he wants. He's finished. Understand it. He's finished. It's not, it's not malicious. He's finished his job. He's finished his job. He's been voted for. He's there. Do you think every morning you hear him saying that? 
<laughs> the American people. No, he's finished. He's got a new poster now. That's a poster of authority. This is a poster of. Perfect love casts out fear. You see, fear begins to disappear. You will stop thinking, I'm not wanted. I'm not liked. There's all those, all the fears will just disappear. Because love, perfect is like matured. You're now walking in love. First Corinthians 13. Yeah, though I speak in tongues and I do all these things, verse 2. And though I have the gift and I do all these things, keep going. And though I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor, if I were to be burned and have not charity, that the charity is love. For this person, every time you see charity, it's love. Okay? Charities. Have you heard of charities? There are supposed to be organizations that show love. Okay, yeah. That's what they are called charities. It profits me nothing. Verse 4. Then it says that now charity, that is love, suffereth long. Suffereth long. Suffereth long. It means that it can tolerate a lot of things. See, some of us, we can't tolerate nonsense. Sometimes you didn't even know that you couldn't tolerate nonsense. Then you find yourself in a situation and say, I can't take, it's like, it's like I, I can't breathe. It means that I don't have love for this situation. I don't have enough love for this situation. I don't love this thing enough. Yes. Yes. Look. Love. Let me tell you something. I want to close. Love is not something you spot from a distance. If you want to see a man of love, a man of love, get closer. You see, especially anointed people, anointed men and things. You can't tell, because sometimes you see, the message and preaching can make you sound sharp and, you know, very strong. But when you get close to them, you say, they are not, I mean, that's not them. I mean, they are, when I say that's not them, that's them in the sense of the, the, the scriptures. But he said they are people of love. They are people of love. They are people who can love. Some, was, some people were interviewing me the other day. As they were interviewing me, they kept asking me about Bishop. So, in your experience with him, you know, you are one of the people who works closely with him. You really know him. You've been with him so far. What is one word that you can use to describe him? And I said, love. He's a person of love. You see, I had not prepared. I didn't even know that this question was coming. I said, the question you're asking me is love. And I could tell that they didn't like what I was saying. 
So they twisted the question again. They said, so with his teachings on loyalty and faithfulness, they wanted me to say loyal. But loyalty is a product of love. If you don't love someone, you'll be faithful to the person. And I said to them, I said to them, I said, Bishop Dag, if you know him, if you get close to him, you will experience nothing but love. You will just see someone who cares about you. Who cares, who cares about you as an individual, not a church. You as an individual. He will be into you. He will be into you. And everything about your life. Yeah. Till date, till date. Till date. If it, including including uh, last week. I was with him last week. He asked me about a member in first love. He said, have you got someone to marry her? I said, how come Bishop is always thinking about this lady? Have you got someone for her yet? And I said, no. Then he said, oh, try. Find someone for her. I said, then you ask me, oh, you don't believe her, you see. I said, no, I believe her. She's my church member. I'm okay. He said, find someone for her. Get someone for her. Yeah. I'm telling you, all the way that I mean, it was so abstract. I said, this person, have you found someone for her? They said, find someone for her. Anointed people sound full of the Holy Spirit. You will see love. You will see love. Any aspect of the ministry you are given, to see, to know that you are doing well, you will see that you will suffer long in that place. You will be very permissive of a lot of things. You will not complain. You will not grumble. You will not get tired. You will not resign. You will not retire. You will not say it's enough because you love God and you love the ministry. You love God and you love the ministry. That is what we will see. We will see someone who suffereth long. Someone who suffereth long. Not someone who says, I've had enough. Rebels, breakaways, People will get fed up. I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving this place. I'm leaving this relationship. I can't take it anymore. There are people who are deficient in love. Because yeah. when you have love, suffereth long. Suffereth means permits. Permits a lot of things for a long time. A long time. A long time. You'll be around. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be around. No one would even know that you're not doing well. But you are there. You are there as though you are some shiny person. That means that you are working with a man of love. You are working with a person of love. Love covereth all sins. That's what the scripture says. All sins. All. If you encounter a person of love, you you'll be the worst of the worst. But it will not be known. Because love covereth. Pray that you find someone who loves you. Pray that you find someone who loves you. Pray that you meet someone of love. Pray that you encounter someone of love. And pray that you find, especially when you're in the ministry, pray that you find people of love to stand with you in the ministry. You know, when I was in Dominica, a missionary there, Stanley and Reggie. God bless those guys. They touched my heart so much. Do you know Dominica? You don't know Dominica. <laughs> Apart from that, they are living in one room 
one room. They share one room. One is on the bed. One's mattress is on the floor. Share one room. Missionaries with that with with that, with the church. I met people happy. Do you know? Do you know what touched my heart? They never stopped thanking me for asking them to go to Dominica. And I kept wondering, what have I done? But they kept saying, thank you. Thank you for asking us to come here. Thank you. It's like, we like the people. We like them. We love them. It's a great place. The people, you see, these are people, it's not, it's not like they've turned into millionaires or they are living in the most fantastic apartments, eating sausages. No, 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 no. But their love for God and their love for the ministry and their love for souls it covers everything else you can ever imagine. Because see, I've seen other people who complain. They complain about this, complain about that, and this is like this, and this is not like that, and we don't have this, and this one is like this. No, not from them. No, not from them. Even a problem, they will offer me the solution that, oh, this thing, we'll do this, and we'll do this, and we'll solve it. You see, these are people who have... This is, this is maturity. These are people who love, they love, they love God. And they love the ministry. When you see someone who loves God and loves what he's doing, there's no complaint. There's no complaint. There's no complaint, I'm telling you. There are people, if, if, if you meet them, you say, to your, you say to yourself, this person, this person, never again, never again, Leave the ministry. You, you would even want to pay the person to clear off. Because like what someone likes, you despise. I can't believe it. Because I, I was standing, I couldn't even stand in their room because there's no space in the room. I stood at the door. I stood at the door. And they said, Bishop, thank you so much. We are so happy. We are so happy to be here. We are so blessed to be here. We are very happy. Anything that they were pointing at the positives of the island. There's this here. There's this. There's this. There are souls. They have this. Can you, he said, can you even talk to our people for five minutes? If five minutes, Bishop, can you come and talk to them for five minutes? I said, no problem. I'll come. Wow. Wow. I'm showing you love. People who love, people who love what God has given to them. If you love God, which is the greatest, the greatest commandment is to love God. When you love God, I'm not, surp- I'm not surprised that God cleared, he cleared out all those complainers and memories. He, he cleared them. They died in their thousands in the wilderness because of complaining and memory. We are not cleverer than God. Any memory, you must clear the person from your path. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who complains about ministry, off. Off, off, off. Are you smarter than God? When God met complainers and memories, he said, off. I'm done with you. You don't like it? You don't like it? You've walked too much? You don't like walking in the wilderness? You've walked too much? You don't like crossing the sea? You've walked too much? Say, finish. Go, go, go and die in your fornication. A fornicator you were, and you were saved. Anything given to you in the house of God, it's a privilege and an honor. A fornicator you were, 
There was nothing desirable about you or honorable about you. Even if you have to clean gutters in the name of the Lord, you should be grateful. You should be grateful. You should be grateful. Compared to what you were like. What you were like. You should be grateful. God bless those guys. I always remember this. I always remember their speeches. I was saying to myself, why? Why? Why are these guys thanking me so much? I mean, why? What is it? Even me, I don't know why. They are the only ones who know why they are so grateful. Love suffereth long. It permits that it's a person of love. Someone is complaining about you. You don't do this. You don't do that. Ask the person, eh. Eh, eh, I mean, why? Why? Every morning when you wake up, you have a list of things I don't do in this house. Why? Why? Is that all that you can find? Things I don't do. What about the things that I do? Ask her. Next time she comes with this, ask her. What about the what about the things that I do in this house? What about that? Do you have a list for it? Love suffereth long. The Holy Spirit shall work on your life. You shall become fantastic ministers in the house of God. You will serve God with joy and with gladness. Do you know know that one of the curses in the Bible is is because you didn't serve God with joy and gladness. Because you serve not the Lord your God with joy and gladness. Try and find it for me. Deuteronomy 28. Try verse 45. Quickly, Mr. Testimony. Okay, verse 47. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So what will happen? Verse 45. More of all these cases shall come upon thee than verse 47. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joy and with gladness. God, he doesn't like complaining. He doesn't like complaining, people. The more you become full of the Holy Spirit, you will see that you also don't like people who complain. Is that we all do? Is that what, what we are doing will have faults? There will be faults. There will be problems. But we like what we are. We like it. We like. We like that we are doing in the service of the Lord. In the in the name of the Lord, we like it. We like because we are doing for God, not because we are beside ourselves. Do you understand? Beside ourselves, not because we are mad. So if you are if you are so prim and proper and so organized, you don't do nonsense for God. I'll show you nonsense that you have done. I can start explaining to you nonsense that you have done. You say you don't do nonsense for God. I'll show you things, things you have done. Love suffereth long. I think my time is up. So, may the love of God be shed abroad. That is like spread. Spread on your hearts. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost.
both in your relationships and especially in the ministry. In the ministry. Let us never hear of you complain about ministry. About the things of God. Somebody like you, you've been given a chance to do something. You've been given a chance to do something. You. You. You now have standards. Now have standards. (laughs) You now have standards. You have standards for God. You have. You have things you like and things you don't like. Instead of saying, thank you. What a privilege. How many people wanted to marry you? How many? The one who put a band on your finger should be the most honorable person in your life. Not that, not that I'm, you know, because I'm a man, so, but most honorable, respected person in your life. Because the person has honored you. But rather, the person is the most accused and most criticized because you are suffering from forgetfulness. How many married you? How many? All the different things you have seen and handled and made to use. Which of them discussed marriage with you? And which of them fixed a wedding date? Which of them went on their knees and proposed marriage to you? And which of them actually married you? You have things now when you wake up, you're using petty things to, to tell that he's, because of that he's not a good husband. The last time you complained was your last time you complained. The Holy Ghost has healed you. You've been healed. Because some of the guys, some of the husbands, they are like Joseph's. Do you know Joseph? When he found out his wife was pregnant, he put her away quietly. Doesn't want to. Some of them are like Joseph. They don't. They don't. They don't say who you really are. They don't say who you did. When you, you see, there are some guys when you marry them, they don't say what you really are. What they are going through. The things they have to say, they don't say it. That's why they even, sometimes that's why they even suffer more. They don't say it. They don't talk. They don't talk about their sufferings. They live with it as though you are the most angelic human being you can ever come across. Because love covereth all sins. All. It covers all of the sins. All of the mistakes. Love covers it. Someone who loves you doesn't talk about yours. But sometimes when yours is not talked about, then you feel perfect and you feel strong. Yeah. Feel like, yeah, I'm all together. It doesn't talk about it. It doesn't talk that you don't have your bath. It doesn't talk about it. My goodness. You are like fermented wine in the house. Fermented wine. He doesn't say anything. He does everything. He does everything. He's like a Jesus. Like they are called Josephs. It's like a Joseph. Like a Joseph. He's there coolly. So you see them. Cool. He's cool, quiet. He does everything. Organizes everything. Church is quiet. Why is church quiet? Are you understanding my message today? Give Jesus a hand clap offering.
the love of God is spread on our hearts by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Not through lust. Not through fear. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. The love. That's why he's always pinching your bum. You see, when he married you, five years now, he hasn't pinched your bum again. It was lust. It was lust. The only time I feel like KFC or any of these foods is when I'm fasting. That's when I'll remember there's something called KFC. I mean, other people want KFC every now, but me, I don't, it's not something I will eat. KFC. Yes. But before I'm married, you should see me and Beggar King. Beggar King. I can explain Beggar King chips to you <laughs> more than anybody. I know the difference between Beggar King chips and McDonald's chips. Beggar King chips and KFC chips. That's for Molly's and they don't even come. They're not in the league. They are in the, they are in the first division. They talk about Premier League. I drive and walk by Beggar King all the time now. I don't even know what they sell there. Oh, like that. These people. Because the previous times was not real love. It was just a need. I was just hungry. Yes. So you used to pinch your pinch There's all stop it. Stop it. But you think that is love? No. No. That's how today you see Arsenal and Chelsea are playing. You'll be passing by naked. He will say to you that, excuse me. I would like to see Costa, not your nakedness. You know Costa. He's a footballer with a beard. He's not even pretty. You see, move, move. Move, Diego Costa is about to kill. This your, this your things that is. Can you cover it? Can you, is it the way you're always even embarrassing? Can you cover it? Anyway, stand to your feet and pray to God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I feel you would like to pray for the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? The love of God spread abroad in the hearts by the Holy Ghost. I want you to ask God for love. The love of God. The love of God. The love that comes from God. The love that is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death. It's one of the characteristics of love. It is as strong as death. When you, when you love God, you love ministry. Everything else is dead. You are like a dead human being to everybody else. When they encounter you, you are like this. Like you, don't, you don't even know what they are talking about. That's what Jesus says. Like if, you don't, if you don't hate mother, father, brother, sister, wife, don't hate all this. You can't be my disciple. You can't. 
If you love God, you are dead. You are dead. You die to everything. You, you are dead. You can't hear any voice. You can't hear any complaint. They're dead. Love is as strong as death. Strong as death. Strong. Oh, have you ever experienced love yet? You have to, I mean, love. We are loving God. We love death. No. What we have is like games. Bound us to pray to God, our Lord, by the Holy Spirit, give us love. Amen. Pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself, the Lord. Help me. Help me to love you, Lord. Help me to experience love. I need love. I want love. I want love. You want love by the Holy Spirit today. Love. Love. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Everybody talking to God. For love. For love. For love. For love. The love of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Holy Spirit. Love. 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 The love of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Holy Spirit. Shazitoste, lazito lebre di bushito stiata, makiliande satata, sabiosta, sabiosta, sabiosta mato, sabiosta masto, shabiko standa labra di bisteta. Pray for the Holy Spirit to help you to love, especially to love God, to love God, to love God, to love God, to love God. If you encounter that love, every worldliness will be dead in your life. Every worldliness, every love, desire, taste for the things of the world will die. It will die. It will be quenched in you. Pray for the love is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death. Everything that tempts you shall die because of your love for God. Your real love for God. Pray to God for the Holy Spirit. Pray to him for the Holy Spirit To help you to love him To help you to have the ability to love The ability to love The ability to love And the ability to love God 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 To taste of God To experience God To have God in your life Oh yes Lord Mashanda labadiba 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 labadoba Lebredo Steyanga Steyanga Librakiste Libradico Libradima Librafemi Libradoste Help us Lord Help us Lord Fill us with your spirit Fill us with your spirit Fill us with your love 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 Malamada Labadiba 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 Libadaba Kabastondeye Lebredo stekeya, klatos tatande lebrekiste, malakastaya. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. We ask you, Heavenly Father, for the Holy Spirit, for the ability to love, Lord, 
and first of all to love you oh god to love you oh god we want to love you we want to love you more than anything else and more than anyone else lord we want that strength and grace from the holy spirit to fill our souls and to fill our spirits and to fill our minds lord that we may love you we want to love you with all our strength and everything that is in us lord thank you for the holy spirit that you give to us right now to love you lord we want to love you it's you we want to love lord it's you we want to love lord thank you holy spirit thank you father for the holy spirit thank you father for the holy spirit thank you lord